welcome to the situation report for february 24th this is like take 75 i uh started out and did a i did a joint sit rep with seth keschel today he was at my house last night and uh we we did a sit rep before he got out of the plane today and uh, of course it sounds like we're underwater and 10 miles away from the mic and then my dogs ate a tree and then they dragged it all over the backyard. And then they decided to throw up all over the backyard. And then they threw up in their kennel. So it's been a day. Yesterday was an interesting day, too. So yesterday I was I was wrapped up trying to you know, do your end stuff that was due in January and got a call from Keschel to come down to actually it was a text to come down to the Capitol. And I went down to the Capitol and spent three hours down there, three, four hours and met a bunch of people. Um, all of whom are, are working to take back their, their counties and had dinner with Mark Fincham and talked through the case and, I uh, got to watch some of the testimony yesterday. I didn't get to see a lot of it, but the uh, the last gal that that spoke, the lawyer, her name was uh, Jacqueline Berger. Uh, Berger. She uh, she dropped names, and she was dropping uh, she was dropping plutonium bombs. She was not just dropping um, truth bombs. She was dropping plutonium. She named names, and she walked through how they how the cartels have paid off Hobbs. Um, Doug Ducey, Bronovich, the whole crew, right? They're all compromised by the cartels. And she she laid it out how they did it. So essentially, the cliff notes are this. The cartels used the Toma brothers to set up shell companies that purchased real estate over, over market using fictitious notaries and fictitious brokers and then filed all those sales with the with the the county uh, clerk, which you know the clerk sees thousands of transactions a day. They they don't possibly um, track any of those transactions. In Arizona, you can register a company online without ever having to talk to a person, so it's easy to create shell companies and fictitious names, et cetera. And you you can do it a variety of ways without ever having any repudiation to yourself. So that's how they did it. And case in point, Doug Ducey's household for two mil two uh two million over asking price in a down market. And I'm sure if you go back to Katie Hobbs's records, you'll see the same thing when she was uh, made secretary of state. So that's how they paid everybody. That's how they launder money. That's just one of the avenues. And she drops all these truth bombs in the uh in the Senate hearing. And uh I'll post the uh I'll post the video. Praying Medic posted it to his his Rumble channel, so you can see it on Praying Medic's Rumble channel, and you can see um, Ivan uh, Rankins. You can see his his testimony, which I thought was stellar. Uh, you can see Seth Keschel's uh, on Rumble as well. He did a fantastic job, and it was it was an interesting day. Mark Fincham talked about what was next for him, and uh, I got to say. You know, I gave uh, I gave Mark a lot of shit when he was in office. 
And, uh, and, 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 you know, we talked about that last night. He goes, you were pretty, you were pretty harsh on everybody. I go, I'm still very harsh on everybody because all of you paraded around the country talking about election reform, but none of you called out anybody in the Senate. None of you called out anybody in the house except for Rusty Bowers that was blocking this stuff. And Ben Toma was blocking this. And Ben Toma's brothers sit on the board for Runbeck, which controls all the ballots in the state. Ben Toma's brothers have created show companies to launder money and pr probably for the cartels. And the Sinaloa cartel is funded by the Chinese, which makes them a proxy for the Chinese, which is an act of war to interfere in our elections. And none of you said that. You were all talking about passing legislation. None of it passed. You didn't have a two-thirds majority in Ducey. He wasn't going to sign anything. So how exactly was all of that supposed to work? And more importantly, how is all of that supposed to resolve itself if you guys can't pass any legislation? I said, look, it's one thing it's one thing to deal with the corruption at the state level. But it's another thing when the cartels have compromised everyone in the state apparatus, the executive branch, the judicial branch, the legislative branch, and law enforcement. That's a problem. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. And then there's the IGAs. So, yeah. I'm not only harsh on people, I'm going to hold people accountable when this is all said and done. And you're not going to like that way, the way that goes down. And, you know, the, the hard part about watching yesterday was that it was all about outing all of the people that are corrupt in, in the government, but there's no one to roll them up. And there's a bigger problem here that people aren't paying attention to. The cartels are in Arizona to stay. Even if we started today, it's going to take a decade to get them out of here because they've infiltrated every single part of the government. And it explains why no whistleblowers have come forward from the Board of Supervisors or any of the senior leaders. They've all been paid, well paid to betray their country and their state. And... I, I again, the you can't think through the psychosis that people go through to accept these kind of deals. You just you can't, because in addition to all of the malfeasance that they've been paid to do, they're also they also know that if they talk, they're dead. So you sign a deal with the devil, and this really is the devil. You can't get out of it. And you can you can make the case and have empathy, but they made the deal. They did the deal. And it doesn't matter how much money is exchanged here. What's falling apart now is, is the, the social, economic, and cultural fiber of the country because of these people. And they broke the public trust. That in and of itself is treason. And everybody should be paying attention to this because... We this this is the problem of our lifetime. In all of this is wrapped up, human trafficking is wrapped up in all of this. 
That's the number one cash and carry business besides drugs that the cartels carry out every day. And this is the problem of our lifetime we have to solve. And what's killing us right now is unity. We cannot get past ourselves to come together to solve these problems. The left is in, they're in lockstep. They do everything. They may disagree in public, but it's very short-lived and then they're back on task and they're back on message. And they pay people to steal ballots, to drop fraudulent ballots. They pay people to do everything. They have deep pockets to do it. And they funnel money to do it. That's a machine that is incredibly hard to disrupt. Now, the, the interesting side of that fact is that we can overcome the machine. Americans are the most ingenious people on the planet, the most creative as well. But we literally cannot get past ourselves in our own community. Here's an example. So I was talking to Kesha last night, and literally we were watching the comments come in from his testimony. And, you know, aside from the liberal shills on TikTok that sit there and pick everything apart for the echo, echo chamber that is TikTok or that is um, Twitter, they literally were, were, the press was comparing him to, you know, he's a Q conspiracy guy. There's no evidence, blah, blah, blah. And people believe that still. Just like people don't know where they're supposed to go for information, they don't know what to believe. And there's a lot of people that buy into the narrative that it was the most secure election, regardless of how you look at it. The problem is that he gets attacked from people in our own community, and he gets attacked from people, other influencers. And then he gets attacked from the zealots of other influencers. I mean, look at the amount of flack he gets from, from uh, you know, some of the the feuds that have gone on in social media over the last two years. It's been ridiculous. The only way we're going to win this fight is if we put aside all of our differences and realize the common goal here is the restoration of law and order, the restoration of free and fair elections, and the restoration of a system of government with limited government, limited executive power, and limited um, ability to influence those those decision makers, meaning we put checks and balances in place to ensure they can't enrich themselves. And we make this a public service job, which is what we have needed to do since the, since the early 40s. Eisenhower warned us about the defense industrial complex. Kennedy warned us about the power of the intelligence apparatus. But nobody was paying attention to treason or the, the infiltration by the Chinese. And it's been going on for a very long time. Very long time. We have a moral obligation to step up and correct the ship. And it doesn't matter whether you're military, not military, it doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. If you have the means to do it, you're obligated to step in the fight and help. And this guy yesterday painted a big target on her head. 
because she was not just over target. She was dropping bombs on the target. She dropped a bomb down the air shaft of one of the deepest bunkers on the planet, and she had a direct hit, numerous direct hits. Every single time this happens, the press apparatus goes to work and discredits everything. And we, we have got to come together to make sure other people get this message. Because what she said yesterday was plutonium. And it should literally be spread around the planet. And I was impressed yesterday with the people I met. I met a bunch of people. So I met a, a whistleblower um, from... Project Veritas. Her name was um, Jody O'Malley. She's an RN. She does uh, America's uh, AmericaOutloud.com, and it's Nurses Out Loud. And then I met Tammy Clark and uh, Kristen Megan, uh, who are from. Well, they're they're from Michigan, and they are both uh, into the chemical. They're in the uh, OSHA business. And they were talking about East Palestine. So I'm going to do a show with them next week. And then I also met a guy named Tyson Gabriel, who uh, was in the same room. And of course, they didn't know who I was. I didn't know who they were. But uh, it was inspiring to be around all those people that were, they'd given up their lives to do this, to wake people up and to change, to change the course of the country. And they're doing it at the county level. And they've they've literally across Michigan they've been changing, and swapping city councils and at the county level to take back the state, which is exactly what uh, you know they did in Cochise County, getting rid of Lisa Mara. But again, the the dirty apparatus is using Adrian Fontes to go after Tom Crosby and Peggy Judd down there to to bankrupt them because they threw Lisa Mara out. I mean, you can't expect the enemy to give up right when they lose, but. By the same token, it's important that that uh, we replace all these people at the county level and work our way way up to the state. And it's essentially the conversation I had with uh, with uh, Fincham last night at dinner. And and I can tell you, look, most of these people need to be walked out and executed for treason in a very public forum. But in lieu of that, we have to exhaust as many as many avenues as we can to rebuild our communities because when this all falls apart it's going to be that sphere of influence that community that is going to carry us through this and there's a post in my channel um on telegram by uh gomer's revenge um and it was posted in terminal cwo's channel um, it was posted a few days ago, and I think uh, Krista posted it to the channel. But um, yeah, Gomar's Revenge. It, it essentially outlines all of the, um, and it's pinned, by the way, so you can just click on the banner on the top and get to it. But it outlines the strength of community, right? Big, it goes along with what I've been talking about, that community is what carried the country during World War II. And people don't realize that communities came together in ways that they hadn't even thought of prior to that time. They had Liberty Gardens. They had they had uh, 
you know, swap meets where they would swap things. That's where a lot of the swap meets came from was World War II because of rationing. People didn't have stuff. Other people had stuff they didn't need. So they go and swap stuff. It was a currency. And it was the currency of rationing, right? Every bit of that's important because we're going to be back to that soon. And you want a strong community in order to, to carry the day, right? You can't, you, you literally cannot get through this without a strong community. You can't do it by yourself because, and I'll give you a case of point. There's, there's foreign actors that are flowing across the border at an alarming rate, military age males. And we played through a couple of scenarios yesterday, uh, given the fact that I got some more insight into how the cartels are being run by the Chinese. And essentially the cartel's job is to move move players into, into position so that they can take out the police, first responders, et cetera, and create chaos in the city. While that's going on, you've got foreign actors like the Iranian special forces, you know, the same guys that drove onto our fobs in Iraq and killed our soldiers, speaking perfect English, looking like um, Blackwater uh, contractors. Every single one of them, every single one of them is in this country. And they're going to go after the special forces are going to go after our military bases and and critical infrastructure. And when all that happens, things are going to implode. Oh, I love interruptions. So uh, the the dogs threw up again. So uh, yeah, fun stuff. The only way we're going to make it through any of this is through community. And the reason I brought up Seth and the, the community is that he deals with his own people as much as he deals with the left. And that's not, this is not sustainable. It doesn't matter how you cut it. There's too many people that are in this movement that they, they have to hear what they believe. Otherwise, they go on the offensive. Guess what? Here's a bit of reality for you. You're not always going to hear positive stuff. You're not always going to hear good news. You're not always going to hear what you want to hear. You're not always going to hear what you think is going to happen. Things are not going to develop the way you think they're going to happen. That's the way it is. You know, one of the reasons why they have a term called the fog of war is because you can't anticipate what the enemy is going to do or their reaction to certain situations. You can war game as much as you want. But you cannot anticipate every move of the enemy. Again, look at the Battle of Midway. The Japanese were stunned. Namaguchi was stunned that American bombers were over his carriers and that they had spotted American carriers. The American carriers were supposed to be drawn out of Pearl and destroyed by the Japanese fleet. They had, they, and they even war gamed in the movie. They even war game American carriers being south southeast of or northeast of Midway Island. And Yamamoto told them to reset and plan for them to come out of Pearl. They they that was literally their entire battle plan, and they had not anticipated any American counter moves, and because of that. 
they had, they started switching munitions, which is a lengthy process when you go from land-based bombs to torpedoes, especially back then. Everything was done manually. So it was not a, a simple process. And because they were caught right in the middle of rearming, because they detected the threat after the first attack of Midway on the island, they were caught flat-footed. And then you had torpedo bombers that came in at low level, which drew their fighter cover down to the down to the um, sea level. And all those dive bombers got lucky, swooped in, and destroyed three carriers. And the damage they did to one of them lingered all day long. And eventually, the, the fuel vapors from the aviation fuel blew the ship up. We got incredibly lucky. But we also didn't stick to our battle plan as rigidly as the Japanese did. And because they fought the plan and not the enemy, they lost the battle. We have to fight the enemy, not the plan. And people continually want to hear what they think is going to happen. The reality is you don't know what's going to happen or how this is going to develop. All you can, all you can go off of is what you can verify is true. And so many people are so wrapped up in so many different psychological operations that are just nonsense. Like, look at how many people are looking up at the sky now for UFOs. Look at how many people are wrapped up in this whole idea of UFO disclosure. Do you know how much of that crap I got this week? I got tons of that stuff this week. Just like I got tons of videos about balloons all over the planet. It's 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 ridiculous. It's so easy. It's so easy for the elite to manipulate us. It's not even funny. And half of this stuff is deep fakes. If you look at how sophisticated AI based media is, it's very sophisticated. And they've been using it against us forever. The only way we come out of this is strong communities. We have to put our differences aside and work together. And you can't wait till the chips are down because you can't be organizing in a firefight. It doesn't work that way. And if these guys are as adept as I think they are, and it's the, the special forces I think are here, then guess what? We're going to get caught flat-footed. It's going to be a complete Red Dawn scenario. And whatever the catalyst is, you know it's coming. Everybody does. Don't tell me you don't because you do. Everybody feels it. Everyone. And every time that you deny this, every time you deny yourself the truth, guess what? It feeds the enemy. And we can't continue to do that. We have got to come together as a country. And, you know, I keep saying the best way to do that is through disclosure of what they've done to children. I actually think that's coming now. Because what I what I heard yesterday from from uh, Jack the Bregger uh, was, that was plutonium. And I know there's other plutonium out there. And they just did simple research, cursory research. So the truth is out there. The truth, the truth does exist. The truth can be pushed out to the public. The truth can be, literally, it can be given to everybody. But at the, at the, we can't wait until the moment of truth. We have to be ahead of that curve. 
And we have to start acting like we're on the same team. Otherwise, everything we do is for naught. And I'm going to end with uh, a little quiet riot, bang your head, because it's. I think it's fitting today, because I feel like I banged my head all day. Remember, we're all the same team. We all want the same thing. Not everybody has to be right. Not everybody has to be in charge. Sometimes you check your ego, and sometimes being a leader means you step aside and you help. But active listening is the one thing we all need to do more of. God bless. One team, one fight. Sure.